Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Good morning. Uh, I think like Catherine said, my name is Tabang. Tabang uh, it's a, it's a It's a very huge privilege. Sorry, uh, I think I'm going to start here. Usually speaking, I'm not usually speaking, so I get very thirsty. Uh, not because I'm thirsty, but because I'm nervous. Uh, but yes, uh, I have a great privilege today of sharing with us, uh, continuing on a, on a journey that really started last week. Uh, uh, for some of us, it started a very long time ago. Uh, last week, we started with Genesis 4, uh, verses 1 to 6, uh, and Henny was preaching. Uh, uh, it's a, that's a very scary <laughs> picture, <laughs> I, have to, I have to say. So, yeah. Be scared. Uh, I think that's the intention. So thanks, Mason, for the art. Uh, so Henny took us through a, an introduction into this uh, part of Scripture. Uh, Genesis 4 is a Scripture that uh, a lot of us really know. Uh, it, it speaks of the story of Cain and Abel, uh, how Cain presented an offering to God and how his brother followed suit and presented his offering to God as well. And how Cain's offering was, was really not accepted and Abel's offering was accepted. And with that, Cain, uh, and excuse me, I do roll my R's, so <laughs> uh, uh, if your ears pop, uh, that is not on me. <laughs> and how we see Cain following suit and really killing his brother uh, in a very premeditated act. So, but uh, Henny took us through how Cain's offering was not accepted, and why it was not accepted. Uh, if you want to listen to that sermon, it's available in the podcast. I've been listening to it, and it's really uh, Uncle Arthur shared in, in, in the intercession when he arrived that it made him look at Genesis 4 differently. Uh, it has surely challenged me in my thinking uh, about this story. But today we're going to really look at Genesis 4, verses 3 to verse 8, and try to wrestle with what it says, uh, not just why this offering was not accepted, but what led to Cain, Cain's heart being turned against his brother and him disobeying God and killing his brother. Uh, before I chat and chat, uh, just think it's very appropriate that we pray. If we could just bow our heads. Thank you, O oh Lord, that you are so faithful to keep us, O oh God, that today we woke up and breathed life again, Lord. There's not a lot that were, there's not a lot of, a lot of people that were able to do that today, God. Uh, we bring them to you, we bring their, family, their families to you, oh God. And thank you for coming with us here today, God, that we did not find you here, Lord, but we, that you came with us here, God. So may our hearts explode with expectation and wrestling, a challenge to get to know you more. I pray in your mighty name, Lord Jesus Christ, that you continue to speak to us. Speak to us not with Tavang's words, speak to us not with the ministry or Henny's words or the songs, but speak to us through your word and your word alone. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you could just read uh, Genesis 4 verse 3 to 8. I did forget my glasses today, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we can do this. <laughs> uh, from verse 3 it says, Oh, yes, uh, I think, <laughs> yes, please. In, um, in the course of time, Cain 
brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother, Abel, and killed him. Uh, thank you, Henny. Uh, I don't think I'm as eloquent, uh, so that flowed well. Yes, uh, over the course of this sermon or this message, I would like us to revisit this story, to, to continue to read this. Um, this is a very huge part of Scripture. Uh, today I would focus really on verse 7, uh, but I want us to continue to remember the Cain story, continue to remember the origin of the story. And what, what it highlights for me is, uh, like I said, the origin of, 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 of the sin of Cain. And uh, I think a few years ago, we used to, uh, up until maybe five years ago, I'm making up the stats, uh, we, used to, we used to read the news. We used to uh, go into the shops and get the newspaper. Today, I came with Andre, and we saw a guy buying a newspaper. He went to, into a Seattle, but just bought, the, just bought a newspaper, didn't buy the coffee, and he went home. That was odd for me. Uh, but we used to do that. Uh, we used to read the newspaper at 7, at 7 p.m. We used to tune our TVs, our eyes on the TV, and, and uh, listen to the news. Uh, that was a common thing. But I think uh, with the world and what it is, uh, we've become scared. Uh, uh, it's become very depressing because we see the things that we do not want to see. Uh, the news really challenges us to look at the world as... Uh, in a, in, a, in a way that we don't really want to see, because we see matters, uh, we see gender-based violences, we see, we see uh, kidnappings, we see a, a, a week ago uh, in Nigeria, a couple of girls were kidnapped, uh, and that's a, that's, that's, an, that, that's a usual occurrence in those parts of the world, but in, in our homes as well, we see a lot of crime. Uh, I was also a victim of a very heinous crime uh, two years ago, and this, this sort of crime is very common. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sin that is all too common to us. But we, we, we don't really want to look at that. That's why I believe we stopped looking at the news, because, it, because it's become so depressing and so disheartening, so disgusting, and we've stopped. Uh, and I think that, that's a very... The, it, it's uh, us stopping that, us not really wanting to accept that this sin is active, that this sin is something that is common in the world, uh, is, is, is because we don't want to look at the dangers of sin uh, ourselves. Uh, we don't want to, we've stopped caring about what the dangers of sin are. And uh, I've certainly, I've certainly uh, did uh, forget that. I've certainly uh, sort of put it on the back burner that, no, the dangers of sin are not as is, is, is prevalent in my life. And, and I think the main reason, one of the big reasons that we, we don't really want to look at sin is because we underestimate sin. Uh, one of the biggest dangers of sin is that we underestimate sin. We, we underestimate this power of sin. Uh, if you read um, 
Genesis uh, 3, verse, uh, verse uh, Genesis 4, verse 7, it speaks about this couching nature of sin. Actually, uh, Daniel, I would, I would like us to, to read it again. I think the next one, uh, the, the, the one before. <laughs> yeah, there were, uh, okay, I do not see. <laughs> yes, it's this one. Yes, thank you. Uh, and if you, uh, if you read, uh, after it says not accepted, it says, if you do not do well, sin is couching at the door. <laughs> sin is couching at the door. I think uh, couching is a very interesting word that has been used here. Uh, it's a Hebrew word. I do not know what that Hebrew word means. I do not know how to say it. Uh, I just wanted to sound smart and say it's a Hebrew word. <laughs> so, pointers. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a word uh, that is odd, uh, and I think it, it serves as a very good picture for us. If you read from Genesis 3 about the fall of Adam and Eve, we see the serpent uh, that is couching to Eve, that, it, that comes to Eve, and it comes in its way uh, in a very deceiving and crafty manner. The same applies here. Uh, the same applies in the scripture, and the writer intends us to know that. The writer intends us to focus on this couching nature of this sin. Because sin is personified at this, as this predator. Uh, I have a very nice quote here. I think pop culture is important as well. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a nice movie that... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a nice movie, actually, but there's a movie that I, I watched a long time ago. It's called Predator. Um, I think all of us, it's a very scary movie. But there's a quote here that I, that I like. It says, there's something out there. They, they, they're asking Dylan. Uh, they're, they're in the forest. They have their amazing uh, war, whatever stuff on their faces, war paint. I, I don't think it says mainly as, a, as, as, as I said it, but they have war paint on their face. And this guy looks at Dylan, and Dylan has this big gun. Uh, and he says, Dylan, what is out there? Uh, like, uh, and, and Dylan says, there is something out there. And, and the person says to him, but you are not afraid of no man. Uh, he says to Dylan, and Dylan looks at him, and he says, there's something out there waiting for us. <laughs> and it ain't no man. <laughs> we are all going to die. Uh, he was settled with his fate. Uh, he knew this thing was not man. <laughs> he knew that this thing that was chasing them, this predator, was no man, and uh, he, he had this realization that he's not going to underestimate this, this, this creature, uh, but I do. Uh, I underestimate this predator uh, in, my heart, in, in my heart, and I do not know the power. Uh, I don't think we really understand the power of sin in our hearts. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think, just, I don't think um, our problem is just the sin. Uh, I think our problem is also... Uh, not understanding the, the grip, the grip or the power of sin in our heart. So this crouchingness nature, this crouchingness of this crouchingness nature of, of, of sin, uh, sort of, I want us to look at it as, as this scary thing, like in that picture, the, the, the introduction, as this creature, as this predator that is lacking, uh, that, is, that is forever chasing us. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we see that... Uh, with Cain, uh, if I can bring a spoiler, we see that with Cain, uh, through it all, like Arthur was saying, through it all, through it all. Uh, but with Cain, through it all, he failed. <laughs> uh, he, because his reliance, his, his, his strength was, was not in God, uh, he ends up killing his brother uh, because he underestimates the sin. So as we move on, uh, I want us to, 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 to delve into this underestimation of sin and try and understand why we underestimate sin. Why is sin something that we see as 
No, <laughs> you know, uh, it's okay. Um, uh, like I said, sin is a predator, and a predator doesn't just come all in your face. Uh, uh, eventually it does. Eventually, eventually it's all in your face and it's overwhelming. Eventually it's something that we can't do anything about anymore. But its main power, I think it's in the secret. Its main power is in the hiddenness. Its main power is that sin is hidden. And if we look at the scripture again, because I want us to look, I want us to, to focus on the scripture way more than we can focus on my words. Uh, I want us to see first and ask ourselves this question, in what way is sin hidden? In what way is sin hidden in our lives? As we read uh, Genesis, 3 verses, uh, Genesis 4 verses 3 to 8 again, it says, The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is couching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you. Its desire is to have you but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up again. Uh, uh, Cain rose up against his brother, Abel, and killed him. See, Cain didn't, before Cain was a, this, this sounds normal when I say it. Uh, before Cain was a murderer, Cain was not a murderer. <laughs> before Cain killed, he didn't kill. Uh, I mean, we read in Genesis 4, verse, verse, uh, verse 1, uh, with Cain being birthed uh, and Abel, uh, Cain didn't matter uh, be, before any of that. And when he offers his, his offering, and any help me here is that the offering was not a, was not a sin offering. It was not, it was not a sin offering. So the offering has nothing to do with that Abel, Abel's offering had blood uh, and Cain's was just grain. Uh, but it had more to do with the dedication. They were both dedicating to God uh, they were both dedicating to God. But, but see, Cain, before, before uh, what I'm trying to say is that Cain, before he killed, he, he didn't kill. Uh, and Cain, before he hated his brother, uh, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he, he, he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, but we see there were things that were happening in Cain's heart. Uh, I think from, the, from, from verse 4, we see there were things that were, that were, that were happening in Cain's heart that he didn't acknowledge. Uh, later we see that God acknowledges it and uh, God sees it and we'll get into that as, as we move on. Uh, but the one thing, one of the biggest things that I want us to look at in why sin is hidden. How is sin hidden? How is sin hidden? And in what way is sin hidden? We see that sin can be hidden in the ordinary. <laughs> uh, you know, in Cain's life, uh, he saw it as normal. Uh, he saw it as ordinary that, uh, that, his, that he didn't really like his brother. I mean, you wouldn't kill your brother if you liked him. <laughs> and we see that Cain really didn't like his brother because uh, his brother was uh, the religious brother. He was the one that, uh, that offered everything uh, to God, uh, like Cain discussed uh, last week. Uh, and Cain saw him as this uh, goody two-shoes, I suppose, this person that gives uh, to God. And, 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 and then this is, this is escalated with God. Uh, disapproving, uh, having no regard, not blessing Cain's uh, offering. And this is not just a story about Cain. <laughs> uh, I hope that when we wrestle with this, when we read this, that we, we do see Cain, but uh, we, we just wrestle with our lives as well. We look at ourselves. Yes, it says Cain there, but uh, I do know that it says Taba uh, as well. So uh, Cain had this ordinary half-hearted religion because he did give an offering to God. 
he was religious in his way. Uh, he was religious and he did give to God. But Cain <laughs> did it in the ordinary because in his giving, he gave half-heartedly. And so many times in our lives, uh, as normal Christians, we give half-heartedly. Uh, uh, we give uh, we give not because uh, we give not because we want to give God our all, because Abel gave the firstborn of his flock and the fed portions, uh, but Cain just gave some of his Cain, some of his uh, or some of what he had, uh, and that's the thing uh, with us uh, in our ordinary lives. Uh, we do not bring our goats, we do not bring the the lambs into our church, but when we give God ourselves, we we sort of give in the ordinary half-heartedness. Uh, I know I so many times catch myself doing that, and, and that's a problem with our hearts. Um, and uh, I think to bring it far, far closer to this ordinariness is that uh, I want us to, be, to, to make it more personal, is that Cain, when Cain gives, uh, uh, w w when you think about Cain in this ordinariness, Cain is just like an ordinary churchgoer. Uh, he's religious in that. And Cain, he's not a drug dealer, um, he's not a kingpin, uh, he doesn't traffic, uh, but Cain comes to church, and Cain just gives half-heartedly. And, and this half-heartedness half, half uh, is, is sort of a bribery to God. He's saying, he's saying to God, Tabang is saying to God, hey God, I'm giving you this, uh, I'm giving you this so that I can continue living my life the way I want to. I'm not giving you my all so that I can focus on you and what you want, and uh, and that's one way that sin is hidden. It's hidden in the ordinary, half-hearted religion. Uh, but the second way that sin can be hidden is that it can be hidden in the personal. Uh, you know, um, so many times we, we think, or I think, uh, my sins are far smaller uh, and far marginal in comparison to someone else's sin. Uh, I always think, ah, you know what, uh, I lost, uh, but yeah. I know someone who does more than that. I know someone who, who's more, 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 more sinful than I am. And the problem is that we do not see, we do not see ourselves better. Other people see ourselves <laughs> as we truly are. <laughs> Amen? And, and I think that's the problem. Uh, the problem is that we have our little sins, and, uh, and our sins are very small in comparison, very marginal in comparison to others. And that's the problem with sin crouching. That's the problem with sin being this monster. Uh, and I, actually, I just want to show a picture of a monster that is very aggressive and very, very vicious. Uh, if you can help me here, Daniel. Uh, so that's a, that's a domesticated feline uh, creature. <laughs> that's a cat. Um, and um, where I live, there's two cats, uh, Charlie and, and buddy, uh, they're very domesticated, so they eat their food in the house. They, they have their groceries and all of that, nice things. <laughs> but, uh, but sometimes you do catch them forgetting this domesticatedness, and, 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 and nature kicks in, and nature kicks in, and they, and, they, and, and they become such a small ball when they see uh, uh, either as a, a bed. We have a lot of haradas, so they should go for the haradas. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Uh, but when, before they go for the Haradah, they make themselves so small in that picture. They make themselves so small. We know how big they are, but they, 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 make, their, they make themselves so small. And that's the thing with the sin. Uh, uh, we might think, uh, I might think that my lust is so small. <laughs> my lust is such a little cat that is not doing anything. So tiny. 
and and one day <laughs> the harada will die. Uh, <laughs> amen. <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, every every last every last is just adultery must in this little little cat. This little cat that is not pouncing. And every envy, every envy is robbery must in this must in this little cat that does not that does not pounce. But the problem is the cat does get hungry. <laughs> uh, and the cat eventually pounces on its prey. Sin. The predator eventually pounces on its prey. And when it pounces, it's not this small feline creature that is very cute. I've seen that. Uh, it has scratched Joshua a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, when it pounces on its prey, the pouncing is very overwhelming. When it catches its prey, its prey dies because its grip is very, very strong. And uh, now, the problem is not just sin. is uh, is very is very underestimated, and that we can just move to the solution. The problem is way worse than this. The problem is way worse than this. It's not a sin that is just stand, that is standing still and not pouncing on the prey. Is that sin? is very active because all predators are active. A lion is a very active predator. A cheetah is a very active predator. Sin is a very active predator. And the activeness, we see the activeness in the hunting uh, because sin does hunt after us. Uh, sin will forever hunt after us because it is personified as this predator. Like the writer uses that image. And... Uh, I just want to show a second picture here. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, so there's this person. Uh, you know, sin is not like this. Uh, I mean, sometimes it is like this. Uh, but sin is not usually a pit where I voluntarily, or not I voluntarily, I see it and I walk into it that, like that. Uh, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not usually uh, in this in this. Uh, Scripture that we read in today, it's not showed like this. It's shown in the cat, uh, in the cat image. Uh, because the pit is not active. The pit is very passive. In order for you to fall into the pit, you have to fall into the pit yourself. You have to walk into the pit. And, and that's the activity of the sin. It, 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 it is eventually going to pounce. And the, 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 the problem is that sin, sin, uh, sin desires after us then. Uh, because this pit doesn't desire after this person, I hope. Uh, it, it is not, it is not uh, w- the danger sign might be uh, playing some reverse psychology, but the pit doesn't move towards you. <laughs> it doesn't usually do that. It's passive. But the sin moves towards us. The sin desires after us, because that's what the verse says. Genesis, Genesis 4, verse 3 to 8 speaks about sin that desires after our hearts, that desires after us. And sin is very addictive. <laughs> uh, sin is very, very addictive. Uh, and we see that with Cain. We see that Cain lies and Cain hates and that Cain doesn't stop there. Cain kills his brother. Uh, you know, when you are uh, when, when you are done with sin, this is the, addic- the addictiveness of sin. When you are done with sin, it doesn't really mean that sin is done with you. Uh, 
That's, that's, that, that's Tim Keller saying that. It's, you, you can be done with sin, but sin is not done with you. Why? Because sin is active. Because sin is couching. I want, that, I want those words to, to echo in our hearts, uh, to echo in our... We may be scared for now, uh, but there is hope. I promise. Sin is, it's, sin is couching, and sin is very addictive, uh, and it, it wants to chew us up. Uh, and uh, we see it in our lives. We have bests. We have bests of anger. We have bests of hate and bests of lies. And, and, uh, but there is, there, is a solution to, there is a solution to sin being this, uh, this uh, couching, uh, lacking creature. And how do we do it? How do we fight off the sin? See, the problem with Cain is that Cain, like Cain discussed earlier, uh, last week, is that Cain might have had this messi- messianic uh, complex that, uh, that I am the one, I am the guy, uh, and, uh, and all of this uh, is mine. Uh, I'm the promise. And so many times in our lives, we think that we are the ones. Uh, I think I'm the big boss. I think I am the one who is the author and the finisher of my own faith. I'm the one that thinks that can fight off this predator, uh, the one that can wrestle with this creature that lacks and the creature that is hidden. And isn't that a problem? <laughs> See, the solution requires us to, to leave ourselves. Uh, the solution re- uh, requires us to, to be reminded of a very important thing, that sin is a predator, an active power, Sin is actively looking, looking. We might not see it. Sin is actively looking, and it comes in little balls and comes in little cute cat uh, uh, stances, but eventually it pounces, and it will have us. Uh, but, but there is a promise in this, in this, uh, in this scripture. If we read uh, Genesis uh, 4, 3 to 8 again, because uh, I want us to remember the couching, but I want us to look at the promise again. Uh, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is to have you. Its desire is contrary to you, but you, but you must rule over it. Isn't that a promise? Uh, I know it's bleak. Uh, I know it doesn't say, but I will rule over it, me as God, God challenges us to rule over it. See, that's the problem with Cain. Uh, God speaks to him. You know, God initiates this conversation with Cain uh, because he sees that Cain is displeased. Cain, Cain's face is fallen. Uh, he is in a, in a vicious cycle of self-pity and anger uh, and frustration. Uh, I know myself uh, in July, uh, on the 28th of July, my dad passed away, and uh, it's, it was very traumatic. Uh, it's still very uh, here with me, uh, but I remembered uh, the week that, uh, after that, or even the day after that, uh, his family came, uh, and they wanted, uh, they wanted him to be buried in a specific, different, in a, in a, in a way that my mom didn't agree with, uh, in the way that we also didn't agree with, uh, but we were all sitting in a room, uh, and they were, they were busy talking to us, telling us what we must do. And I, I remember just getting very angry. <laughs> uh, I got very angry, and I just, I just uh, there were older people. Um, I did say I'm sorry. 
uh, and I really was sorry. Uh, but uh, I got very angry, and I told them off. Uh, uh, I, I could have done it nicely. I could have told them my mom will decide on her husband's funeral. <laughs> I could have done that, uh, but I was very angry, and I was very bruised. <laughs> so in a fit of anger, uh, I spoke up, and I, I spoke up in a very disrespectful way. Um, I didn't use curse words, but it still was very disrespectful, very sinful. And uh, later, I asked myself, but why? <laughs> How did I just all of a sudden best? And, and I think we ask ourselves a lot. Uh, I'm not a parent, uh, but I know parents do ask that a lot about themselves. Why did I just do what I did? Uh, dads will scream at their children, and immediately they will get a, a, a very convicting call from the Lord, and they'll be like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I was bad. I, I, I responded bad. And that's the problem with sin. Uh, sin in my life, the hatred in my life, boiled, o- boiled up. It was tiny and tiny and tiny until it wasn't tiny. And that's the problem here with Cain. It was tiny and tiny and tiny until it wasn't tiny, until the cat pounced on its prey. It's very, very, very vulnerable prey. But there is a promise. Why can't we rule over sin. Cain didn't rule over the sin because he went on to kill his brother. He didn't rule over his sin. Why couldn't he rule over the sin? Uh, I think a very, uh, I think we do not want to hear, uh, we were so excited when, uh, when, when we said sin desires after us, uh, but the one thing we do not want to hear is that we desire after sin. <laughs> uh, like, the problem with the fall is that uh, our flesh is very treacherous to, to us now. Um, our flesh is against us. And its desire, uh, I think we all know that, its desire is usually very contrary to God's desire. <laughs> and, and that was the problem with Cain. Uh, he desired after the sin. You see, the sin that is crouching at the door, it is knocking. Uh, very faint knockings until it bashes the door down. But this door is not just a door that is locked on the inside. <laughs> it's a door that we, want us, we ourselves want to open to the sin. Because I realize that I always want to do that. I always want to say, hey, come in. Do not just lack. Do not just be hidden. Come and show yourself. Even if my actions do not show it like that. Even if it's not as obvious as that. Because it is a predator. But we do want to open the door to the sin. But there's Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, uh, advises us. It gives us, not advises us, it, 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 it cautions us. It says, be angry. Uh, Ephesians, uh, uh, Daniel, Ephesians 4, uh, Ephesians 4, it says, be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. That's, that's what it says. Cain did not give an opportunity to the devil. That's what the Lord says. Because he asked him a question. Why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? God doesn't ask him that question so that God knows the answer. He is God. <laughs> uh, remember? <laughs> he, asked him, he asked Cain because Cain needs to search in his heart. Cain needs to find in his heart what is happening. And he needs to be reminded that he can rule over the sin. Because we are told that we need to rule over the sin. Uh, but Cain doesn't. God warns him, stop sinning. Uh, from, stop, stop, stop this. Stop this thing. Stop wanting to do this. It has repercussions. But Cain doesn't want to stop it. 
Because why? Because he desires after the sin. His flesh is a traitor. Okay, that's all bleak. Uh, I think you can move on to the solution. What is the solution? Uh, if we read Genesis 3, verse 15, uh, it gives us this hope, this promise. It says, uh, God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, speaking to the serpent, and between your offspring and her offspring. He, sh he shall bruise your head and you, and you shall bruise his heel. See, Cain thought himself of this person that will do this, that will bruise, that will bruise the head of the serpent. He thought himself as the person that will bruise the predator, and he failed. Remember I said, don't think of just Cain, think of yourself. Uh, I failed. I failed to bruise the snake. <laughs> and, and what do I do when I fail to kill it? I run, and I hide. The problem with a predator is that it looks and looks and looks until it finds you. And that's the thing with Cain. It looked and looked until it finds him. The sin lacked. The sin crouched until Cain opened the door because it was overwhelming at this moment. And isn't that the problem? But there is a promise. There is a Messiah uh, in this picture. There is a promise that if there is one, the only one, uh, not Tabang, not Rachel, the only one, there is only one that will push the, that will push the serpent. And it, it will bring a cost to him because his heel will be, uh, will be pushed. And it did bring a cost to Jesus. I am talking about Jesus. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. Our flesh wants to open the door to the predator. So many times we think we can kill the predator in our strength. We think that we can bruise the, the head of the serpent. But like Cain, we will always, eventually, we will always fail and give in to the sin. Genesis 3.15, like I said, it reminds us of this promise that Jesus himself will destroy the sin. But there is another promise. Uh, if you could move to the, to the picture, the last picture, uh, Daniel. There is another promise. Uh, you see, when we read uh, Revelation 3, uh, verse 20, it talks about this sort of picture. Obviously not this one. This was a cool one that I found. Uh, Revelations 3.20. Uh, I want us to look at this image and think Revelations 3.20. Uh, if you could read Revelations 3.20, uh, Daniel. Thank you. It says, this is, this, is, this is Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. See, that's the thing. That's the hope. That's the promise. That there is a door. We obviously know there's a door to our hearts by this moment. Two people, uh, two things want, to, uh, want, to, want, to, want, want access to this door. God wants access to this door. And he, he tells us he is standing. But there is sin that is couching there. And we know we want to open the door. What choice do we make? <laughs> the wise choice, the one that is eternal satisfaction, is that we open the door to Jesus. Amen? And that's the thing, the action that is supposed to be in our hearts, that was supposed to be in Cain's heart, was to, like Ephesians said, to give no opportunity to the devil, but to open the doors of our hearts to God. That's what I want to challenge us today. So if you could all stand up and... Uh, I'm, I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to ask Kenny to...
to close for us with this, but I just want us to remind ourselves of uh, the first, uh, Daniel, the f can you show us the second slide? Uh, I call this uh, seven because it's nice to come up with seven names. Uh, I called it the couching serpent knocking savior. Uh, uh, the serpent will always couch uh, and, very, and be very active in its hiddenness, but God will always be obvious <laughs> and will always knock in our hearts. So if you could just close our eyes. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you... Like Cain, God, you, you give us an opportunity to come and present ourselves and present the answer to ourselves, God. Uh, and the answer is we repent. Uh, Cain should have bowed down and repented instead of throwing a fit and, and just not acknowledging who you are, God, and, and continuing in his sin, God. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you can't ask repentance, O oh God. You are a God that was so kind to give this to Cain, God. You are a God that was so kind to give Cain a first chance and a second chance, God. How kind will you be to ask God if we immediately repent, God? Immediately repent of not just the obvious big sins in our lives, God, the ones that we think are big, God, but the sins that start the sins, oh God. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you, that you continue to have so much grace for us, when we repent of our sins, that, that we believe that Jesus is the only one who is victorious to crush the head of the snake, not us. We cannot even bruise the snake, Lord. Lord. But I ask you, Lord Jesus Christ, that today, God, if you are wrestling with some of us, God, that you, that you teach us, oh God, to, to, to bow down, Lord Jesus Christ, and, and remember this couchingness nature of the snake, this lacking stalkingness of the snake, oh Jesus, that you remind us of the hope and the promise that in you, Lord Jesus Christ, we can rule over the serpent, we can rule over the sin, oh God, and we can rule over our flesh, because it's not just the sin, God, it's also our flesh, and I pray in your mighty name, Lord Jesus Christ, that you continue to count us this messy in this case. Let the church of God say, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.